0: This is Plus Money Golf on the Patriot Sports Network, a golf betting podcast that's better than most, what he said. How about him? That is better than most, better than most. And now, here are
1: your hosts, Adam, Smitty, and Eric. Good morning, welcome to Plus Money Golf on the Patriot Sports Network, the show with in the caddy that would be adam and smitty my name is eric i'm just the host lots to get to multiple events all kinds of picks but first what a weekend boys people say adam and smitty those are the guys you do the golf podcast with right i say no Adam and Smitty are my financial advisors. I saw a lot of negativity in the golf community regarding the John Deere event, saying it's low rent, talking about the upcoming events, like not even covering it. On the weekend of America's birthday, we're supposed to ignore a golf event sponsored by a brand that signifies hard work and personal freedom? Not up in here. Not up in here. Plus, Money Golf said, hold on. Hold on now. We got Adam here who's played the course dozens of times. We got a show that's picking outright winners at a 50% clip. No big deal. And we got JT Poston who we know is going to win this thing. And win he did at 55 to 1 on your legal books plus 4,300 on the offshores where I got it. Either way, we got got all kinds of money to play with now, boys. Adam will get to the spreadsheet soon, but uh, I'll just run through my Sunday with you quickly i had dad stuff lined up all day so i wasn't gonna be able to watch at all i woke up i checked the tee times so like okay i know when we're teeing off and then i waited a little bit i checked the scores he had birdied the first two holes and then i sent the text with two birdie emojis in the eyeballs and then it was radio silence rest of the day and we'd been texting Friday and Saturday about, oh, look at this eagle. Like he'd been, he was hot. He started hot. He stayed hot. Radio silence all day Sunday. I'm pacing around at one point. In the, <laughs> at one point, I'm like clapping my hands, walking around. I'm like, come on, man. Come on. Natalie's like, who are you talking to? I'm like a golfer. He needs all my positive energy right now. We went down the lake, started doing the, you know, family, get the burger stuff. And then Adam sent the text. I think we're safe, boys. And then a few minutes later, the fun started rolling into the account. I love this show. Adam, how are you doing? And uh, how's our spreadsheet looking? Doing good. Uh, spreadsheet looks real
0: good last week. I just week. paid
1: for all my fantasy leagues, so
0: I'm doing good. It was crazy. Like, I mean, Poston went wire to wire, which it's only the third wire to wire winner ever at that event that they've, since they've been having it like in the 80s. And then... We had a couple, like, guys that we've said have been hot the last few weeks, sprinkled in top 10, top 20s. But, yeah, I mean, all these other gambling sites and podcasts, they're just missing out. Like, we had post and picked on Tuesday, and they're, you know, on the boat on Sunday midway through the round. It's like, come on, man. The dude was solid. Like, he didn't change his expression the whole week. He's kept the same pace of walk. Like, made a bogey. He's like, I mean, you couldn't tell if he was mad or not. Like... The only motion he showed was on 18 hitting the approach and he gave his caddy like a bump, you know, but it's like, man, that dude is just ice in the veins, like old school tiger. It was
2: crazy. He looked so good that um, after his first round um, Friday morning before, before he started, he was still at plus 500. So I picked him up again at plus 500 to win. So I was like, all right, let's roll, baby.
1: Yep. Smitty, you said top 10 and I said, I love that so much. Plus six hundred? Are you kidding me? You're giving money away.
0: Yeah, man. Yeah, it was awesome. It's a lot like when you know Scheffler won the Masters. It's just like you could almost see it coming, and it just he played good all week. Like outplayed every single person. Like some guys made charges, and he just it's like if a guy made a birdie and he needed to make birdie, he made it. And the dude was solid from like ten feet. It's like he never missed a par. Like he had a couple of bad holes on that front nine. And then it just like went back into mode
2: where he's like making everything and it seemed like if he hit a bad shot, he just made the And was- Saturday when he had made that eagle, it couldn't have been more perfect timing for it because it, it gave him that three shot cushion and he had to be feeling great then after that. And I know I was feeling good. I was, I was listening to it while I was outside, uh, cutting my grass on, on Sirius XM PGA radio. And I was listening to it and I like jumped off the seat of my, my lawnmower because I was so pumped about it.
1: Isn't gambling the best? Oh,
0: I tried to stay off the text on Sunday because I was like, look, I don't want to curse that the dude's got a lead. Like, Then he hit birdies the first two and I'm like, all right, well, this thing's locked up and then bogey's five and six and I'm like, oh, geez, and there comes the wheels and then he just came
2: right back on it. There were a couple of guys playing pretty well early on and everything and they were coming for him and then... Like he didn't birdie the holes he should have birdied. Starting on 10, I don't think he
0: birdied 10 and then he just... Kind of, it was like he was playing safe, just safe enough to like almost if he had to make birdie, he would force it. But man, the dude, he was just solid the whole week. I think he was leading like strokes gain, leading tee to green. Like it was pretty crazy. It was awesome. Yeah.
1: You could tell it was going to take 20 under to win this thing. Yeah. It was I, just a matter of, you know, can he do it?
0: And I thought a couple guys were going to get in there and kind of break up the party. Like got her up came out on fire and then had a little mid round struggle and then. Finished up strong, and I thought, well, post and bogeys a couple of these holes, we're gonna have like a six guy playoff at some point.
2: So, yeah, because Grio was right there, and Stallings was right there for a bit, and like, I mean, those guys were playing good. I was hoping that McNeely would make another push, and all of a sudden he'd be right up there at the top, and it's like, oh god, now we got two guys that could win it, no problem, you know. So, Grio's caddy asked him on when they hit
0: into eighteen if they needed to make birdie to get into the open. So I think he was only caring about if he was going to make that top three to get in the, the British open and not so much win the thing. So yeah, but then, you know, he almost messed up because Stallings hits a bad approach on 18. If he makes birdie on 18 bumps, Grio out and Stallings is in. So it was fun to watch. I mean, for a bunch of guys that have been out on tour for a long time and then a bunch of new guys, like it was pretty good tournament, like typical John Deere guys that you've never heard of are becoming more top 10 players. So, yeah,
2: I think it, I think it, uh, inked in the fact that we are going there next year to watch it together. Oh, yeah, for sure. Dude, that was so much fun on TV. I've I've been there once before to watch it in person, and it was a ton of fun. Um, But this weekend solidified that we need to go back. A corporate hookup for 18th sit in the
0: Skybox or whatever and watch uh, type of deal. Yep. I'll see what I can do.
1: Company trip, live broadcast.
0: I like it. By then we might be sponsored so we can, you know, just buy our own booth for the week and do our show from there. We go at we keep going at this rate, we better be. I've been tagging DraftKings and all the sports books and like you guys are missing out by not sponsoring us because we're killing it every week. But no response.
1: Yet. As my mother always said, yet is a big little word. This week we've got the Barbasol Championship at Keen Trace Golf Club, one of the best golf courses in the whole damn state of Kentucky. Do we want to go over all of the specific spreadsheet or do we want to get into the Barbasol? Oh, we can just cover like the guys that
0: won, like Poston, obviously at 5,500, Poston top 10 at or six to one. Um, Then we had Chesson Hadley and Maverick McNeely at McNeely was at plus 300, Hadley was at plus 900. Then Chris Goddard up top 20, plus 350. I was kicking myself for not picking him in a top 10. Cheston Hadley, top 20 at plus 400, and Poston, again, top 20 at plus 260. If you would have had the post Poston triple, that was plus 1,900, which is crazy. I mentioned that on the last show. Like, if you just feel like you should go all in, like that's a good, solid, almost free money bet. So,
1: yep. I felt good. I felt good about that because Poston was one of the guys I came with in the, uh, in the text messages it was like hey this guy's playing well is he one of the guys that we might want to look at
0: yeah and we had like two other guys that were within a shot like how finishes at T13 at -13 almost gets a top 10 and he was at plus 2200 for a for a win and a 275 for a top 10 who else uh the golly played good at first and then dropped off like friday saturday and then came back hard on sunday and he almost got in a top 10 also. So I think he was two back Him from the top God 10.
1: We're charging up and falling down and charging yeah. back up.
0: Yeah. they're. I mean, young players, you know, they're just going for broke every shot. So that's, of course yeah, you can do the it at. Deer.
1: Yeah. So what about Keen Trace Golf Club? What's this <clears throat> place all about?
0: Yeah. It's a, it looks like a nice spot. It's, they've hosted their the event for a while and they're hosting it and through 2023 at this facility it's like 1987 Arthur Hills design. Uh, it looks pretty just like a wide open, out in the middle of nowhere of course. Doesn't look like there's too much you can get in trouble on. So it could be another. It looks like this week it's going to be another deep score. Last year, Seamus Powers beat Poston in a playoff at 21 under. So we're looking at another, if it's decent weather, no wind, 20 to 23 under probably you could there's a few guys playing this week that are were in last week that were hot so it's kind of open if you look at the odds they don't really know who's going to win next this week either it's kind of similar to the to the uh, PGA where it was just like super high odds for
2: winners some pretty tasty odds for sure
1: I like the sound of that well should we get into the top 20s then give the people some more winners I like that idea Smitty, what do you have for top twenties?
2: All right, top twenties. Let's see. So, um, I've got uh, starting off with Sam Ryder at plus two twenty. You know, he he, I think he's trending in the right direction, um, and I, th- I think he's going to continue to make a little bit bigger of a push this week. At least I hope so. I mean, he's he ha- he showed signs of being able to to play really well, but then would kind of like level off and you know kind of finish kind of limping in a little bit. But this last week, but I think that he's somebody that could be. Um so I'm gonna look at then. Um then I have uh I have uh, chess on Hadley at plus two twenty. And then um I have Hayden Buckley at plus two twenty. And then I also have uh I have Vaughn Taylor at plus three twenty. Um he was he was a little disappointing um the last couple of days of the John Deere. I thought um especially with how he started, you know, I think that maybe he's a little pissed off and he comes to play a little bit. And looking to rebound, I mean from that seventy-three that he shot on Saturday, if he doesn't shoot that. Yeah, so I mean, but I think that he should have easily been in the top 10. I felt like he was playing well enough and just had that really weird third round. Um and if you don't like the Vaughn Taylor pick, someone else at plus 320 that at, uh, that um I have is uh, is James Hahn. He's one of those dudes who's like fighting to stay even on the tour right now. So I mean, he he might be somebody that's like, "Okay, I need to need to really kick it in here and and have a good out, have a good outing here because I mean, it's again, it's it's a weaker field and it's a place where he should be able to score and you know um hopefully he can kind of jump himself back up to he's at uh plus 320 as well for top 20.
0: The top 20 bets were kind of low odds this week.
2: Yeah, I didn't I didn't I mean if you get into some of the the higher odds there's it's just I didn't really love it and yeah, it takes a while to you have to get pretty down far, pretty far <laughs> down the list to get yeah. to a big number. So I mean, I kind of just went with Guys that have been playing well as of, as of late and guys who need to play well and just go from there. For top 20, Kevin Tway at plus
0: 550. He played okay last week, but then I looked at his like career earnings and I was like, man, this dude's like a machine in these low events. So I thought maybe he's going to play a little better this week. Then I had Ryan Moore at plus 300. He was pretty close last week to getting in that top 20. Then I had Kramer Hickok at plus 320. Sean Huh, H-U-H, at plus 180. And then uh, Josh Teeter at plus 275. He, <clears throat> I just was looking for five guys, and I was like, man, some of these I could probably take at 10 or 20. And then I was like, man, that name just kind of popped out at me. Like, man, this guy looks – he's been playing decent, and I feel like maybe he gets a good week to get in a top 20.
2: Yeah, I mean, another guy that I that actually I forgot to mention – in my top 20 there was uh michael gliglic um that's not how you say his name he's at plus he's at plus 320 as well there's a bunch of guys in that 220 to 320 range where you know you could you could make an argument for so i mean he's a guy that i wanted to mention um just cuz i will mention him again
1: i know he's been up there
2: okay he played really good last week I know he's
1: been up there recently
2: i mean Gliglick
0: was playing really good last week he was i don't remember what he finished but he was he was in that top 20 range he was, um, I think, let's see, I think he was T10. Oh, okay, yeah. I know he had played well because I remember yeah. seeing his name a lot on the board. Yep. Yeah, he was 10. Yeah, I feel like some of those guys that played good last week, played good the week before, are going to play good this week too. He was the top Canadian
2: last week. Was there any other Canadians in the field? Um. Yes, yeah, Svensson. Oh, yeah. He was like T24. And then there was a couple Better other guys out. that didn't make the cut. Yeah, Adam Hadwin Fair played dude. like garbage out of 75 on day one. Yeah. I
0: had high hopes for him. It's possible. I mean, there some of those guys caught bad weather. Like I know Charles Howell and those guys kind of caught had a rain delay, and he was on fire in round two or three. Was it three round three? He was on fire and then they had that little rainstorm come through and he had to pull off. And then he kind of cooled off.
1: Yep. I was concerned when I saw a post and had a time listed in mid-afternoon i'm like hey guys why is there a time listed it's like 2 30.
0: <laughs> yeah you're better off to just not tee off than have to go out come back in then you're getting stiff again like yeah that's rough if you get the delay you can like you know take your time maybe eat breakfast longer then warm up instead of warming up playing three holes and going back out that just throws your rhythm
2: off or if you bogey the first two holes get you back on track so yeah it could be a good thing a kind of I guess where you're at when you leave the course.
0: Yeah, I mean, we don't have we won't have any rain delays. The British or the Scottish, so those dudes will play right through.
1: <laughs> yep, that's a great route for the course event. So, what about top tens, Adam? Who do you uh, got over there for top tens? <laughs> for top tens, I had a couple
0: of guys. Smitty had in the top twenty. So, uh, Patrick Flavin. I think that's how you say his name at plus nine
1: hundred. Town,
0: Yeah, he played good last week too, and then. Kazire at plus four hundred. I feel like he's played good two, three weeks, and then Chesson Hadley at four plus four hundred. Chris Goder up at plus two seven five because man, that dude. He's, I feel like he's just coming into. He's it. right there. Yeah, um, and then Buckley at plus four hundred because he played decent last week too. I remember seeing hearing his name a few times so. I it's almost like the same field you just lost a couple of the top contenders to the Scottish obviously because
2: they qualified so
1: it just helps us narrow our focus a little bit yeah
2: it it kind of does honestly because when you have all these studs in the in the field it's you really have to look at it differently and be like okay well it's not about like all right who's been playing well it's because well all 15 of these guys have been playing well you know yeah. so if you can really narrow it down with some of these guys who have have been playing well. I was late. I mean, when you have these, there was no no guy in last week in the top fifty players in the world. So you could really these last three four events. These guys are playing for their to not
0: have to go back to Q school to not have to go to Web next year. Like some of these guys, you could tell were that were on the bubble. Like moved way up into the green last week and and probably got into the first playoff event just by yeah, playing man. well. Those guys were grinding
2: last week. Yeah.
0: Your job depends on it. You could probably play well down there.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, jumping into my top ten right away, I have Goder up at plus two seventy five. Like Adam said, I mean, I think he's just feeling it as of late, and he's going to keep it rolling into this week. And you know, he might just run away with this thing. Who knows? Um, and then I have I, I have Buck or I have Buckley at plus four hundred. He's kind of like one of those dudes that's trying to put his mark on the tour, and you know, what better way to do it than continuing to play well? And uh, you know getting a dub here in a spot where you know he's he's one of the one of the main dudes you know and then um i have uh i have hadley at plus 400 you know he was fifth at the travelers and he was t10 at the deer he's looking to keep keep his uh positive play going here and then uh to get away from the same picks as what adam had is i had sam Ryder as well i plus uh plus 400 just hoping that he can continue to take that next step up now and with a very similar field this week, I think if he changes a couple things from this last week, he can he can uh, maybe make that step forward there. And then I have uh, Michael Gliglick at uh, plus five hundred. Okay, I guess he's five of his last cuts he's made. Okay, he's tenth of the deer. Um, he's fourth uh, fourth in strokes gained off the tee last week, and uh, he was top twenty in this event last year. So I think he's a guy that could really turn some heads.
1: Yeah, and I think I'm going to bet on him for a change because the last couple weeks like you say he's right up there and i'm looking at the standings like oh man gliglick's a problem for me yeah but if i got my five bucks
0: i like I'm, that we're I'm picking so the weird. same people every week that means that we're seeing the
2: same things like guys that are trending it's funny because some guys that i talk to and everything there that listen to the show they say how much how much prep work do you you and adam do before <laughs> you come onto the show and for i'm just certain. like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, I'm just like well, other than us just being in a text group with everybody that's on the show, we don't we don't sit here and talk about everything when it comes to, you know, who we're picking for the show. Um, we just it, it's it's crazy though how how like aligned we are with our picks in and, it. And yeah, I'm looking at guys that are hungry, guys that are playing well. Like
0: you can look at the last year's event and and it, historically, like when you're playing the same course every year, like deer or. Here, like these guys get real familiar real quick. I mean, that's why they say it takes so many trips to win at Augusta because the more reps you get at the course, the more you learn, the easier it is to score. So I definitely learned a lot from watching Poston last week on how to play TPC a little more effectively. So
2: yeah, it'll be interesting then the next time you go out and play there and, and see, like you said, some of those things that you
1: learned and how much better you play. Yeah. I like it. We've got I don't know there what's the word simpatico and we've we've got these trends figured out where you know guys are trending in the right direction and you know you've got it figured out to the point of every other time when they're going to win a tournament. I love it. I love it. Should we do props or should we just get to all the props for the Barbasol and the Scottish at the end cuz we usually well, only We still have, so a have to do letters. winners. Yeah, yeah, we do. Outright winners. People want those. I think that's what made us the most money last week. This is another one that's like a hard event to pick. <laughs> I mean, is which, there such a All right.
0: If I look back, we've done, I think we're two for two on the ones on that.
1: All right. Outright winners. Let's give the people what they want. Adam, who's going to win this thing?
0: Yeah, I got, well, Chris Goddard up at plus 1800. Just going off of his good play last week, the dude's getting these sponsors exemptions for a reason. <clears throat> then I had and Hadley at plus 3,000 just to stay on his bus, I guess. And then Lebiota, I think that's how you say his name. He played really well last week at plus 4,000. He was on my radar. Sam Ryder at plus 4,000. I wasn't sure, but I feel like, I don't know, his name just stood out to me. I didn't really like him last week, but yeah.
2: Yeah, I couldn't pull the trigger on for on on him as like an outright for me, but I, I have him in my top 10 and top 20. I think he's going to continue to make that next step.
0: Yeah, and then Gliglic at plus 7,000, I was just like, man, this guy played what? good last week. 7,000, that I had to go way down to find him because I had put his name in there before I started looking at odds, just kind of like guys that were hot. And I was like, man, that's a pretty good one for him. And then if you didn't like, you know, one of those picks, you could Strillman is a plus 2200. He was one of the favorites. He plays all right. I mean, I'd, I don't see him getting 22, 23 under, but I think this is like one of those young player events where it's goes 20 under, you know, the ones that the tour veterans and the majors champions don't like. It's more like a web event. I mean, really these, you know, smaller, not big name events are like the web.com where they're just
1: going out and murdering the course, so. These books keep putting odds out. We're going to keep hammering them. Yeah. Smitty, what does your list look like? Do you like how I remembered Smitty this time? I'm doing better.
2: Yeah, thanks, man. Appreciate it. I have three identical picks. Um, what Adam has, I have Godrup at plus 1800. Um, dude's a dog he's going to keep playing well i think and then uh i had uh i had hadley at plus 3000 glglick at plus, uh, plus 7000 right that's what he's at that's that'd be nice payday. um and then uh i do have uh, adam Svensson at plus 2500 um a little disappointing last week i'm hoping that he bounces back this week in a, in a field that he should be play, he should be <laughs> playing much better than he played last week so I'm hoping that he can bounce back from that. Um, and then, uh, I have, uh, Mark Hubbard at plus, uh, 1600. Um, now he is the current favorite, right? Yeah. Um, you look at some of his, some of his numbers. I mean, he was interesting to me because he's, uh, he's made the cut in 13 of his 17 events that he's played this season. And, uh, he has five top 25 finishes played well last year in this event um he's got you know I mean he was what he was runner up last year I think he lost by like six strokes though to power um was it Seamus Power that one Seamus Power yeah yeah um but uh Sam Ryder finished one back last year yeah so yeah I mean so I think that at a course you know that uh because I don't think I don't think Hubbard hits it a long ways I don't think he's one of those big big time hitters off the tee or anything like that but I think he's it's only plays what, like 7,300 yards. Right. And so I don't think that's like something that's going to be overpowering to a guy who doesn't hit it long. So once again, it's just going to be come down to being able to, you know, get to the green regulation and make some birdie putts. So, um, you know, a guy that shows consistency or whatever, I think that he's got a shot to play really well. So I have him as uh, my last guy there. Yeah. It looks like a little more water on this
0: course than last week, but the fairways looked really wide like it looks visually wide off the tee, so I feel like some of these guys can just get hammered on it and
2: spray it all over and still score. So it could be a fun event to watch. I agree. It's just it's funny that like I feel like Hubbard being a favorite for the tournament was a little bit of surprise, like just hearing the name and just whatever. But then you actually look at the numbers, like and like I just said, you know, with. How he's I'm just like, okay, well that actually makes a hell of a lot more sense once you dig dig into it a little bit. Yeah. But I'd really like to see Godrup win. Oh, for sure. Or, or Hadley. Hadley would be sick too. Yeah, Gliglick yeah. would be that would be <laughs> oh my God, that would be insane. But like Hadley would be really cool to win too, though. Yeah. Just because we've been watching them as of, as of late and you see those guys just you can see them coming and all of a sudden they throw in a dub and they're like, Yeah, I'm better than all these dudes in this weak field. So I deserve to be talked about with these other guys now.
0: Yeah. I mean, you see that with Horschel, like he kind of was off the map wins last week. And it's like the dude feels invincible. And that's what he did a few years ago when he won, like leading up to the playoffs, got, you know, bumped off the Ryder cup team, then wins like another playoff event. And he's just like, screw you guys. And then wins in Europe the next week opposite the Ryder cup. And it's like, man, that dude,
2: when he gets motivated, he's on fire. So I feel like that's, I mean, that's just a golfer's attitude though. Really? You know, I mean, guys that guys that that I've known that have played, you know, highly competitive golf and then you just watch throughout history that some of these dudes just go on streaks and then all of a sudden they suck and then all of a sudden they find it again and they're just on this big streak again, you know. So like it it's I think it's way more common for like, these guys just go streaking here a little bit and then yeah. they level off and then they come right back to it. That's why I liked Goddard up because it's like you're
0: playing against guys that he's probably played with against in college, and it's like, man, I beat all these guys. Like, I can definitely do this thing. So Yeah.
1: Yeah, there's that mental aspect. Yeah. Have you seen any props you guys like? I didn't look at the props at all. I was too busy counting money from last week.
2: There was one that I saw that, I mean, it wasn't like crazy odds or whatever, but like winner in the final pairing, um, like no is plus 175. I feel like that could be worth – worth a small wager just because I think there's going to be a lot of guys in contention again this week and it could go anywhere. And I don't think we're going to see a wire to wire again this weekend. And that's so. plus 1200 at a wire to wire. I know. I see that. That's pretty
0: high. It is. I think last week it was at plus 900. So that seemed yeah. high to me, but that's all they talked about. Like once a uh, post had the lead on the third day, it was like, Oh, we've only had three wire to wire winners ever. Like that's all they talked about. And it's like, dude, Ease up. You're going to curse the guy.
1: Yeah. I know. I didn't bet. Post and wire to wire was 500 to one. I didn't bet it because I thought it would be a jinx. Yeah. But I did hit first round leader, so no big deal.
2: Yeah. Other than that, though, I didn't really see much. God, what
1: a weekend. That was awesome.
2: (laughs) Yeah. There's not many good matchups or anything. There's not a whole lot of props, to be honest with you, to even look at for this tournament. So.
1: Well then, it's on to the Scottish Open at Renaissance Club, and I'm going to spare everybody my Scottish accent because it's not very good. A refined Scottish golfing experience, it says on the website. Adam, tell us about the Renaissance Club. This place looks next level, Rich. Yeah, I talked to my uh, the pro of my course,
0: uh, a friend of mine, Dave Edwards, and he. I asked him, "Like, so, have you ever been there?" He's like, "Oh yeah." He's like, he went on and on about the hotel and the food and like just how cool the place was. It's like super uh, nice. Like it's, I guess it's a private golf club, but you know, you can come play there. And I did read something where it said, you know, it was like on Google search, like, can you play there? And it said, yes, but if you try to play there again, you're required to, I guess, apply for membership or something. Like they don't like you to play more than once. Um, but it is a Tom Doak course. It's the first course I believe Tom Doak built in, Scotland or overseas. Um, but yeah, it's supposed to be like super nice, like high end hotel. Um, it's a links course, but he said like the first half of the, of the 18 is like tree lined kind of parkland. And then it goes to links in the middle and then back to tree line. So it's when I saw some pictures, it kind of looks like Aaron Hills type with more trees or like a sand Valley type setup. So, yeah, which would make sense. I mean, Doke's doing all these courses, so uh, it's going to look like that. But he said, you know, you do get some ocean, but said the course is like immaculate, perfect, just top, top notch uh, trip for
1: Scotland if you ever get to that area. So are we going to be dealing with some crazy wind and things like that?
0: It sounded to me like if you're on the ocean, you could probably get weather like mid round, but. Sound like the, the first part of the end of the course with the tree line could, could just, you know, make up your shots there and then play the ocean holes like as they come.
1: Like you said, it's almost like multiple courses yeah. just perusing the website. It looked like.
0: Yeah, it's a different. You know, they
1: had a couple different.
0: Yeah, it's a, I don't it's know, a very nice looking course. It's it. just uh, different, I guess, for the area. So, never been there, so I wouldn't know, but talk to someone that's played it. I mean that's important though. Yeah, so it kind of helps me figure out who guys that you would want to pick. Um, I didn't see the yardage of the course. That was the only thing I didn't find. I'm guessing it's probably seventy two hundred. Um,
2: it's a seventy one thirty six, par seventy one. Minwoo Lee as the defending champ. Yep. So at eighteen under, so
0: another yep. deep tournament. Um, they've played this. Played here before, so you could probably see the same type of guys play well. hmm Like Minwoo Lee won in a playoff against Thomas Dietrich and Fitzpatrick. So Fitzpatrick coming off of a win. You had Poulter, Ryan Palmer, Lucas Hubbard, Hubbard at six seven minus seventeen, uh tie three. Uh, JT finished three back, Xander four back, Scotty five back, so Kind of the same characters we see this time of year leading up to a major. Yeah.
1: Scotty Scheffler hasn't won a tournament in like 90 days. What's wrong with that guy?
2: He's still celebrating. He's still playing pretty well, though.
1: He really is. I think he's one of those guys. He
2: was
0: playing Monday, Tuesday. Who just
1: has a normal name.
0: He played Monday, Tuesday in the J.P. McManus Pro-Am.
2: I, d- I did watch that. Uh, did you? I didn't get to watch any of it. Um Yeah. I know. I know because... I got to ask you, man. So, what I mean, you, what I think, tig- Tiger, what do you think?
0: <laughs> he was riding in a cart. He's going to yep. be there. They said all this week practicing before he goes to St. Andrews. And they asked him, well, Where are you going to be staying? Where are you going to practice? And he's like, I'm not telling you guys anything because I don't want you bothering me. Yeah. So, my guess is that him and Roy are probably going to go do some recon a couple days this week and then go play Mirfield or some other spot where they can just basically lock the course down for those guys Um, just to get some links golf rounds in. He looks good with the driver, but rusty with the the wedge and irons, but you know, he hasn't played links golf in forever. And I feel like give tiger a week to practice on links for links. You know, they're going to take care of him wherever he goes. He's going to get to ride cart probably all week while he's practicing. So it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see how he does. He didn't, play horrible but some of those guys played pretty bad some played pretty good so
1: just the fact that he's upright and walking
0: yeah and it was if you watched it it was super awkward because you had the live golf guys playing and the regular tour guys playing and it was very strange like the coverage didn't show much of the live guys they weren't talking with each other like the live guys were definitely It's almost looked like two rival fraternities and they were just like at the same party and trying to figure out how to communicate with each other without getting into a fight. It was pretty crazy. But the fans seemed to enjoy watching. I mean, I watched a little of the live golf event last week and they tried to make it. There was a lot of people there, but it still wasn't like it looked like a glorified pro-am to me. That's just my opinion.
1: Yeah, I wonder if they're going to try to make it more like the PGA so your traditional golf fan will like it or if they're going to just try to be the XFL of golf.
0: There was an article in Golf Digest that came out this week about their plans. Because they have so many players, they're accelerating their model. And I think it was this week I sent it to Smitty. but So now instead of eight events, they're going to do 14. And they're going to have permanent captains, permanent teams. And then the players, if they want to pick up a new player or swap, they have to like initiate the trade. So you can't just be like, well, I want this guy this week. They're going to have to like talk to that team and be like, can we trade this guy for this guy? But the more they add, they're still only going to have 12 teams. They're still going to have 48 players. So, you know, they added Paul Casey this week. So now there's. 10 guys that drop off that were in the first of it So it's going to be interesting. There's going to be guys that are just floating around out there. And Billy Horschel had a,
1: there'll be a pool of yeah free agents. You should
0: of. watch the Billy Horschel interview from the Scottish today. It was pretty interesting. He went off on, you know, how the live guys are bad mouthing the tour. He said, you're bad mouthing me. I'm a part of the tour. Like that's my business. I'm a member of that business. And he said, you know, these live golf guys say we want to play. They're not making sense saying they want to make their own schedule and play less events because if they're going to have to play 14 events in live golf and they have to play 15 minimum on the tour, now they're playing 29 events. He's like, how is that playing less? He's like the PJ tour only says you have to play 15 events. So that's 15. But if you get in the four majors, get in the playoffs, like that cancels out seven events there. So you're going to play in a couple just because you always do. So really, they're only having to decide, you know, of the 50 events, 15, like that's a lot of time off. You don't have to go out and play every single week like
2: some of these guys are. Do you think that some of the anger and some of the some of some of the attitude that some of these live guys are giving now um, about it is because they're realizing that they kind of maybe screwed up and now they're stuck? Yeah, I think they're trying to backtrack a little now. Like, they're trying to like be like, "Well, we didn't
0: mean everything we said." And you know, JT's quote from the week was the best when he said, "I wish these guys would just have the balls to come out and say we're doing it for money."
2: Yeah, and I don't understand why they're not. Is that just because of the whole like golf mantra?
1: Like, dude, just come
2: out and say, "I want, I, I wanted." Yeah, I really, I really wanted this hundred plus million dollar check. I think they're being told to keep silent about
0: money. Like how much they're getting paid because you don't want to piss other guys off. It's like, what happens if P Reed comes out and wins four events and he's going to be like, why are you paying DJ 150 million? And you're paying me 10. Like, why am I not getting 150? You know, it's going to become one of those. It's going to become NFL, major league baseball, like quarterback. Like I want to be the highest paid quarterback. I want to be the highest paid pitcher. That's what it's trending towards. But the live, they did it to themselves. Yeah. The model will explode when they do that. Because eventually you're going to have guys that get mad and they're going to start complaining about why am I not getting as much money as this guy. But the live golf pressers are the best thing to watch because the media holds no like filter when they ask questions. They're asking him like, do you guys get prepped like on what you can and can't say about social issues and all that? And they're just like, no, we don't. And it's like, whatever, you know, you guys are getting told what you can and can't comment on. Cause they've never come out and said we're doing it. Well, Pat Perez is the only one that's pretty much come out and said, in not so many words, but that I'd doing it for the money. It's just interesting. But they did file a lawsuit or a petition to allow him to play this some of the guys to play this week. The the courts over there said they didn't have the right to ban him from this event. So I don't know if it's because it's an open and not a I mean, it's a PJ Tour, DP World Tour sanctioned event, so They've pretty much blown away the ban this week. I don't know how it's going to go.
1: Yeah. This sets a hell of a precedent for the future. Speaking of the future, like that segue, let's get some, uh, let's get some picks in for the Scottish. I'm not sure how many you guys have. Um, Smitty, you got some, what do you got for the top 20?
2: Uh, yeah, let's see here. I started, so I started off with, uh, was Xander in the top 20 here. And he's even money at, you know, um, but, uh, dude's playing so well. I mean, even money or better. You gotta, I think you gotta play him. Um, and, uh, then I have, uh, I have Max Homa, um, at, uh, 220. Um, with Homa, you know, he's, uh, an interesting stat that I found. So he's got, he's got eight, top 20 finishes in his 12 events played into in 2022 so i mean he's knock on wood but he is damn near a lock it feels like to be in the top 20 so at at you know plus 220 gotta take it there then um i have tommy fleetwood he's at uh plus 200 he uh He's he's one of the top guys uh, right now on the field um, in par threes, um, scoring and stuff in par threes. And uh, if you want to contend, I think this weekend you have to be pretty solid with par threes. I think that he's going to be a guy that could come out and, and play pretty darn well. Um, you know, he... Uh, didn't he almost win this event in like a couple of years ago? I think so, yeah. um And uh, so, I mean... I, maybe he's, maybe that's still a little sour taste in his mouth and he wants to, to come back and, um, play well here again. And, you know, I mean, I think that he can be, and he's kind of been a guy who, who shows up for, for, um, around bigger tournament time, you know? So I'm hoping that that's a thing there. And then I have, uh, I have Jordan Smith at plus 400. Um, he's a dude who's great with his driver and his irons, um, all he needs it needs is uh his putter to show up. You know, so I could I mean he's a little bit longer of a shot here, or whatever, at plus four hundred, um at top twenty, but like, um, compared to my other guys here, but I mean um if he can get his putter right, I think that he could really um do some things. I mean he um at the Irish, um he was uh he lost eight strokes um with his with his putter. So that's not not ideal. But hopefully he looked into that a little bit and uh he can write that ship and and continue to move forward there. Um, And then I have, uh, I have Victor, uh, Victor Perez at plus 300, you know, he, he's, he's a pretty, what do you want to say? Established player on the European tour. Um, He's a, I think he was T14 in 2020 and uh, 10 of his 12 rounds um, at 69 or better in his three appearances at the Scottish open. So, I mean, I think he's a guy that uh, can, Definitely um make some noise here in my and so that's uh kind of finishes off my top twenty there. I think that was five guys, so yeah. All right. My top twenty is uh Biesenholt.
0: I think that's how you say his name. He played really good last week, and I felt like, man, this dude's getting over there early, he's gonna play well. And then I had Maverick McNeely, who played decent last week at plus three sixty. Biesenholt was at two seventy-five. Uh, McNeely at 360. And then
2: Patrick Rogers at plus six fifty. He's just been playing solid all year. He was like the most consistent player last week ever. Like he just went, what do you go like 69, 69, 70, 69, or something like that? He's playing good British open golf. Yeah. Um, uh,
0: and then I had last year's champion Manuel Lee at plus three thirty. Uh Robert McIntyre at plus two fifty. He he's been kind of creeping around the leaderboards lately and I thought, well, you know, similar scoring to Deer, like he played good here at uh finished I think T ten, T fifteen last year here, so good vibes. The name obviously is, you know, Scottish, so why not? Sounds like
2: a good pick.
1: Bees Holt. No, I like that one because I haven't heard it before.
2: I mean, yeah, that's that's a name, I don't even, I'm pretty sure no one could spell that, if just being asked to spell that name. I mean, his yeah. first name, you haven't succumbed his first to name's bullying. Christian, but it has, it has two A's at the end. It's A-A-N. So, yeah, dude's name yeah, is if, jacked up.
1: If he hasn't succumbed to bullying by now, then he's a gamer. I like this
2: guy. Well... We just talk shit about him on. We just talk shit about him on <laughs> on the show. So he's going to play really well
0: this week. Yeah, minus six, first round. Pick him <laughs> as a first round guy.
2: Uh, top ten, top ten for me. I have uh, uh, I have Xander at plus two ten. Um, I have Willie Z, Will Zalatoris at plus two eighty. Any tournament that that guy's in as of late, you're going to pick him. He's a he's a dude. Got Top you gotta ten stay machine. With him. Yep. Um, then I have Hideki, as long as he's not. Uh, breaking the rules i think he's gonna play well hideki's at plus 300 and then i know that i said that i was gonna be off him for a while because he pissed me off but oh no (laughs) it's probably the same guy i have with mine i have uh i have i have jordan spieth oh no at plus 320 (laughs) he just makes me so mad but it's like the i just these kind of (laughs) courses are places he plays well in right like this is this is this is Jordan Speeth golf, and if like there's weather that hits, I don't think you want anybody other than Jordan Speeth, right? Like he's a dude that's just gonna play in the, play well in the weirdest conditions and times, and I don't know, man. Whatever. right? Well, he's been there for two weeks drinking Guinness and playing with JT and Ricky, so yeah, hope he misses the cut. Um, but uh, but if but if he doesn't, he better be in the top ten. Um, so yeah, he's speeds at three t- plus three twenty, and then I threw in Jordan Smith at uh, plus a thousand. Um, because like I said. He's getting that putter right, hopefully this weekend, and he's gonna he's gonna gonna turn some heads.
0: I saw a funny quote from I can't remember who it was, but one of the guys from Scotland that's playing. At, I just went blank, but he said, "Yeah, I saw JT in the gym the other day, and he said, he said he might have had too many Guinness or something. He's like, he looked like he was not working out at full capacity in there. So good, maybe he's yeah. gonna like chill out a little bit and just play golf. Yeah, yeah I I like that could be good that him. And JT and Ricky are kind of hanging out again. Cause when they all three hung out, they really
2: all played good. So yeah, I think that could bode well for Ricky and Ricky played well. Yeah. Here, you know? So, I mean, yeah, uh, I like him. Uh, so my
0: top tens, I, I did put Ricky Fowler in a top 10. Did you? Oh man. Cause it's a PGA tour sanctioned yeah. event. Like this guy wanted sky to over so the bad. hump. At, yeah. I wanted to so bad. at Plus thousand. Uh, yeah. I just feel like he's got good vibes coming in with JT and, Jordan kind of like bringing him back into the fold and Tigers there this week so you know Tigers Tiger and Rory and those three are probably hanging out at some point this week. I feel like it could be, you know, Ricky
2: feeling like he fits in again. It's um, it's not my bet but this is this is the bet that I want to win the most, I think, because yeah, I want Ricky to be relevant so bad again because he just the way that he portrays himself and how he dresses and everything like continues to bring younger people into the game of golf yeah and i love that there's so many people especially young people wanting to get involved in golf and i mean man when ricky when ricky's playing well or was playing well i mean man uh he had a great following and yeah he's just like jordan hasn't putted well
0: like the Mm -hmm. last few years and i think that's if he gets the putter figured out could be good for him he and he tends to play good over on these scottish and british courses so I hope he knocks out too yeah and then I had a uh, KH Lee at plus 1200 and then I had Zalators at plus 260 for a top 10 and then I didn't really want to but Patrick can't lay at plus 250 just because he lets me down every time I put him in that spot and then I had Max Homa at plus 550 for a top 10 I just feel like that
2: dude's plays oh, wow. so good he's like a top 10 machine. Yeah, he he was a guy that I that I, I wanted to put in my top ten too, so I mean I'm glad that you did. That seems like he was a my great extra number there
1: plus five hundred.
2: Yeah. Five fifty. Even
0: better.
1: Five fifty. Yeah. I'll take that. I might have to smitty bet Homa all the way up <laughs> to a win, depending on if he's on pardon my take or not. Smitty, who do you got winning this thing? Defeating the course and the weather. Ah. Uh. Okay. I
2: have Will Zelatoris at uh plus twenty five hundred. Went with Jordan Spieth at plus three thousand again. So I was like plus three thousand? Alright. I'm like, we can throw him on there. He's betting in my range out there at plus three thousand. <laughs> <laughs> that one might that one might be uh that one might be a like uh like a half half unit um wager. I just don't – I don't want to not be on Jordan Spieth when he plays well because I'm going to be pissed because I've been on him when he's just played so horribly and I just want to – Okay, we're going to – I feel like
0: on. I should change mine because that's what he said when he said uh, – Rory – when Rory won the Canadian. He's like, I don't want to just not be on Rory when he wins. So I was like, yeah. well,
2: that's <laughs> almost like the, you yeah. know, like the lock bet, the anti-curse. And then I'm at uh, – I have Hideki at plus 3000 as well. You need a you need a guy that's uh going to be accurate and he's going to, you know, approach the greens the right way and everything and I think that he's a guy there and I have uh Xander at plus 1800. I was pretty torn for my fifth guy. JT always plays really well week before majors. He's there at plus 1400. Colin Morikawa's numbers nice at plus 2800. So I mean he's another guy that I was looking at too, so I don't really have an official fifth, but I it was between those two guys. It's kind of where I'm at. What was Morikawa at? That's he's like at a long a shot plus twenty eight hundred.
0: Yeah, that's nice.
2: Yeah, I, I feel went, like I just was like, okay, well, that's I feel like I went with superstar picks
0: this week. And you went with the guys like outside the box. Yeah, we'll see who's right, I guess. Yeah. I, <laughs> I uh I've liked John Rahm. Mm. Um, at plus 1200. And then I picked Xander at 1800. Just the dude's a machine, like
2: yeah, after that Xander, last win. He isn't, and he's not shook by anybody or anything, hmm. And He's going to just play his game. And I mean, we saw that when his win. Like, yeah. He had guys coming left and right at him. He just continued to just even keel it all the way through and win, you know? I mean, if he finishes in the top wins or finishes top three this week, I feel like
0: you could almost lock him in at the British. Um, And then I picked JT at plus 1,400. And then with the style, of course, I liked Billy Horschel at plus 6,000. I just feel like the dude was fired up on his presser. He's there today playing, or would have been yesterday. So I was like, man, he's there that early. Like, he wants to get this win. Uh, Sam Burns at plus 3,000. Sam Burns? Yeah. What's he at? 3,000? Yeah. He's been pretty consistent. So yeah, it's... Kind of long shoddy, but big name guys. I mean, it's a strong field this week. And like I said, Billy Horschel on fire is a whole different beast. It's almost like Tiger when he was playing good. We've seen years past where Horschel finally gets over the hump and gets a win and then just goes on a tear like at the end of the season. So
2: Yeah.
1: Maybe we see that this time. Who knows? Maybe we get a seventy to one winner in the one, and maybe we get a sixty to one winner in this one. Who knows? some pretty solid um, double
2: triple chances. Yeah. and Do you then look at those at all? I didn't look at the props. Like there's a, if you look, I know if we're jumping into props here a little bit, like I was just, just kind of scanning with scanning this here or whatever, like, but JT Scheffler and Rom Ooh, plus yeah. 330. There's like Scheffler, Xander and Zalatoris at plus 500.
0: Yeah. What like, about uh, Victor nice.
2: Hovland? I feel like we haven't talked about him in a while. He's been playing better. <laughs> Yeah, I just need to see him play at a very high level be, again before I can really truly go in. But uh, yeah, I mean, if he's a third guy and a really solid like double-triple chance, I mean, that's not bad to look at because it's somebody different. You got like Xander, Homa, and Bradley at plus yeah, 1100. Yeah, I, th- I said that one just like stood out to me like a big...
0: Because K- KB's been playing pretty good, and if he he gets the flat stick role, and it could be lights out. Varner, Horschel, and Kevin Mitchell...
2: Yeah, that one's solid at plus twenty two. Yeah, there. there's some man. There's so many good, like Scheffler or Rom is plus five fifty. So you got those two guys rolling for you. I mean, it's not too bad. JT and Scheffler, JT and Rom, Scheffler or Fitzpatrick. I feel like the double triples
0: they almost like trick you in because they're I like know. JT Rom, JT Rory. It's yeah. like every time they have those, it's like the enticing ones.
2: Morikawa or Spieth there's 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 my there's my bet that's something that I would throw in just because yeah but there you go Zalatoris or Burns at plus 1400 pretty solid but yeah there's so there's a lot there's a lot to look at there and there's a lot to like dive into I mean it's that's kind of where wherever you feel the most confident you know you want to have two of those guys at least that you're just like wow those guys for sure could could win it are going to be top five guys top 10 guys and then yeah There's always another guy who's like, yeah, I could creep into the top 15 here and have a chance to win it. So
0: yeah, there's some good bets and uh, two tournaments to watch, which, you know, they're going to be opposite time. So you can watch the Scottish in the morning and then
2: look at that, Eric, you don't even have to sleep.
0: You can just watch (laughs) golf. Yeah.
1: Wall to wall golf.
0: Uh, The British opens the interesting one next week because it's like on, it starts really late and it's on forever because the daylight over there is crazy. Like they'll be teeing off at six PM over there and still playing. So yeah. next week will be fun, mm-hmm. especially with uh, Tiger in the field.
1: That always adds an extra layer of intrigue. Yeah, I you can see. Uh, I think Scotty Scheffler just has a normal name. If he had a cool name like Tiger, <clears throat> people would be talking about him a little more.
0: Yeah, currently Rory's the favorite next week.
2: So it'll be interesting to see if that changes after this week. Like if somebody comes out super hot. I mean, I think plenty of people are still talking about Scotty. I mean, dude is the best player in golf right now. I mean, it's just, it's getting to the point when he's been so consistent that everybody just expects him to do well. And it's going to be when he just completely falls off the rails for like two, three weeks and where everybody's like, oh wait, like wasn't Scotty playing really well type thing where he's just not getting the credit that he should. Because yeah. I know because back, back when Tiger was rolling through things, right, there wasn't the quality, or I should say the quantity, the quantity of the quality. Does that make right. sense? Yeah. That there is now. And so where everybody was just awestruck every week by Tiger because he was so damn good and he was so much better than everybody. And his his scores were just killing people, right? So now it's every week there's, you know, three different guys in the top five. There's seven different guys in the top 10 every week because there's so many good golfers.
0: Yeah. So I was looking forward a little bit to next week, just because it's the British, if you want to lock in some super good odds right now, JT Poston plus 10,000. The one that stood out the most to me was, and I've seen two interviews with John Daly at the senior tour events where he said, if he gets his putter going, he feels like he could win there because he's like, my putter's kind of been hit or missed this year, but I have the link to get around St. Andrews because you don't need to hit it super far plus 40,000 for John Daly.
1: You telling me I can put money on John Daly? I'm gonna do that.
0: <laughs> I believe he won at St Andrews. That's why he's playing, and he's 52. And he said the next time they play, there will be when he's 60. But he said the last open he will play will be at St Andrews. So,
2: how cool would that be if he won at forty thousand to one? And that'd be pretty special. Walked off, he'd be he probably is he's probably putting money on himself anyways. Yeah, I was
0: trying to see what if what Tiger was, but they don't. I can't find him in the odds anywhere. I figured he'd be like 10 or 20,000 to one. Oh no, he's 4,000 to one. So they think JT Poston is going to do worse than Tiger at the open. That's crazy. Just for thinking about last week, wire to wire. I know it's the John Deere, but Tiger's favored in front of P Reed, Adam Scott, Sergio, Tony Finau, Bryson, Justin Rose. That is the definition of the Tiger effect. Right? Cause just because it's at St. Andrews where he's yeah. one. Yeah. He's one is only two at there. Yeah. In dominant fashion, both of them.
2: It's crazy. Yeah. So be good next week. Has anybody... We've talked about this before on the show, haven't we? About Tiger's leg when he has that leg sleeve off and how just... Yeah, he doesn't have any calf muscle. It's insane. The fact that the guy can walk is crazy and he's playing competitive golf. I watched today and he was talking about
0: with the guy that that I guess runs the JP McManus. And he said they had the camera on him and they had the speaker or the microphone on. And I I don't think that that they knew tiger goes, yeah, I can't with the way my leg is now, he can't push off with his right leg to get lift. So he's having to slide into the ball, which can cause knee and hip issues. So you have to watch that a little bit if you slide into it. So he's sliding into it to get the ball up. And then he's playing a spinnier golf ball. So he's using this ball spin to get the the height that he needs, and he said the guy was like, "Oh, said something," and then he goes, "I mean, I just can't hit the same shit I used to." And now, then they had
2: to cut the audio, and they're like, "We're sorry about that today." Uh, <laughs> Tiger had a little misstep. So here's a, here's maybe an a, so here's an uneducated question, right? Something that I don't know because it's something that you don't really look into as far as professional golf, but. How How is he not able to get some sort of exemption for a cart potentially or something? He can. He so just why doesn't he? want to. That's crazy. I wouldn't
0: be surprised if he doesn't ride a cart at St. Andrews because I'm almost certain John Daly will be. Because he...
2: And John Daly rode one at the PGA. If he didn't have to walk for four days and he, just, and he got to save all of his energy for literally swinging a golf club. How does he not jump up the scale a bunch then? Well, John Daly said if Tiger would have rode a cart like I did at the PGA,
0: there's no way he didn't win. He wouldn't win because he was hitting it good enough. Like Augusta mm-hmm. probably the only place he'll never be able to take a cart. But PGA, I would, I know they have carts at the British. I mean, if you can get a cart around Sand Valley, you can get a cart around there. Yeah, but I wouldn't be surprised to see him in a cart at St Andrews just because. I don't know that he will because it's just Tiger, but if it was me and I was him, I would do it like it's not embarrassing. People don't no, care. Like because we want to see you wants, win.
2: Yeah, we want to see him play well. We want to see you win. And if he's the kind of competitor that he is, I know that ego has to take a step back whatever with that. But if he's the kind of competitor that he is and he wants to win, yeah. and he wants to you know he wants to put his name in concrete above everybody else, right? Well, yeah. this is how you do it, man. Like you got to start thinking about your body physically here, because you're not going to make it another, yeah, year or two. He was riding a cart at this pro am, and he was the only guy, yeah, besides
0: some of the amateurs, but they all had caddies too. So mm-hmm. I think he just has to get over the mental. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping I need there. the cart. I need the cart. That's a huge, huge advantage. If anybody tells you it's not, they're insane. And maybe he doesn't want to win, like, beat Jack's record by saying, oh, people would say, you know, like, oh, well, he won. He had a cart, like, you know, when they try to discount, like, Steph Curry's because championships, because KD was there. It's like the same thing. Like, if you say, well, he beat Jack, but he used a cart to win the last four, you're still got to hit the ball. You still got to putt. I mean, yeah. John Daly's just doing it
2: because he drinks so much pop and cigarettes that he's got to have somewhere to hold it all. Yeah, put 90% of other golfers in in a cart without Tiger's game, and how are they going to do? Yeah. Just let me know. Hopefully he gets over the ego. Yeah, I hope so too.
1: I could talk golf all night, but I still have to work a real job. And we got all our picks out, so the people need some time to get their bets in before the uh, tournament starts. It was close. It was close Thursday morning getting all my bets in. It's a good thing I got them all in in time this week, of all weeks. All right. Let's cash these tickets, boys. Thank you, Adam and Smitty, for all your hard work. Thank you, people, for listening. We truly do appreciate it. If you haven't already, please consider giving us a five-star review on Apple, Google, or whatever platform you're using. It makes a big difference in the charts. Another thing you could do is tell somebody you found this amazing podcast, and now you're rich, and you want to share that with your friends. Uh, That kind of thing does wonders for us. You can find Adam on Twitter at ACMillerPGA. You can find Smitty. On Twitter at CSmith with an F, you can find this show and all its goings-on at Plus Money Golf, all one word, on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. we got a Facebook group going. We're all over the place. All right. Best of luck with your bets this weekend. We'll see you right back here next week for more Plus Money opportunities. Adam, say something cool that golfers say.
0: A with no hole is a Danish.
1: Thanks for listening to Plus Money Golf. Make sure you
0: subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. In the meantime, keep up with the show on Facebook and
1: Instagram at Plus Money Golf and on Twitter at PSR Golf. Until next time.